Hey, this is UNC Tar Heel, Pete Chilcutt, and you're listening to The Final Score with Stevie Fly. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to The Final Score with Matthew and Stevie Fly. What's up, guys? Final score is here tonight. We haven't done an interview in a while, and you know, I figured it's time to get back in the interview. We've been doing our weekly shows, but the interviews ha- have been up here a lot lately. You know, I am a Carolina basketball fan, diehard Tar Heel, and with me tonight, it's the first time I've done something like this. I mean, I had two Steelers up here at one time, and I haven't had two Tar Heels up here at one time. Now, tonight, they came in in '83, they left in '87, they were there together, they were like the you know, when you saw Wolf, you know, Popson wasn't far behind. You saw Popson, Wolf wasn't far behind. With me tonight is Carolina basketball legends Dave Popson and Joe Wolf. Welcome to the shows, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys for being here. I mean, I appreciate you taking time off out of y'all's busy schedule. Let me let me just get this out of the way. Uh, Mr. Popson, where are you at? Where are you located? In Ashley, Pennsylvania, yes. Northeastern Pennsylvania. Uh, you, you wouldn't be a Steeler fan, would you? Uh, actually, I do follow the Steelers, I, and I follow the Eagles. I follow all, all the right. Pennsylvania football teams. Yes, I do. What about you, Mr. Wolf? Or Coach? I'll call you Coach. I I am a I am a cheesehead. I am, oh. Uh, I, I am in the house that uh, I grew up in. I bought my parents' house after my pa- mom passed in 2019. And uh, I am in Kohler, Wisconsin. So um, if we're going to talk about NFL affiliation, um, <laughs> I am a Packer fan. A Packer fan. Okay. I got you. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I thought you used to say you were a Chiefs fan for a minute there. I was like, oh, hold on, wait a minute. Uh, no, no. If you're not a Packer fan in the state of Wisconsin, you get kicked out of you, the You're going to get run out, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah I've, been yeah. A, I've been a diehard <laughs> Steeler fan just as long as I've been a Tar Heel basketball, basketball fan. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. What did you guys think about the Super Bowl last night? I thought it was a great game. Uh, down at well, the, the the call I didn't think was appropriate, but uh, but what are you going to do? I mean, they, that that didn't lo- win or lose the game. No, you can't be in that position. But uh, but it was a great game. I thought. Yeah, it was a good Super Bowl. It really was. Yeah, I, I wanted a high scoring Super Bowl, and uh, it was, and it was a hard hitting event without a lot of penalties, and I, I thought it was great. Yeah, I agree. So let's get right into this. You you know, growing up, and I mean, whichever one wants to answer first. Pop Solder, so he gets to go first. <laughs> <laughs> you had to say that, Coach. <laughs> we'll, we'll do that. When I, ask, when I ask a question, we'll just let uh, Mr. Popson go first. Um, growing up, I'm sure you were a basketball fan. Who who were some of the, the team you pulled for? Or the or the players that you looked up to that said, "I want to be like that." Oh, geez. Well, well growing up here in this area was was, uh, was professionally it was Dr. J. I mean, right. uh, W O R T V out of New York. You always got the Nets games on out of the in the old ABA, and you never missed the game. They were so exciting. And then then he went to Philadelphia. And then I was a diehard Philadelphia fan and. And then all the players that you that came into the Philadelphia program as the years went on, when they were trying to win a championship, like Bobby Jones and yeah. Moses Malone and those guys, and, and, and Mo Cheeks, and 
and to be able to get to play with some of those guys later on was pretty neat. Like, yeah, you know, say, yeah, I followed you guys, you know, it's it pretty cool. <laughs> so what about you coach? So, uh, I grew up and uh, we had uh, three channels when I was growing up. We lived up by an antenna TV. So um, we, we didn't get much much in terms of sports. And if it, if it was, it was a replay at night of the NBA. Uh, and I wasn't allowed up to watch it. So my, <laughs> my uh, real basketball indoctrination came when my brother, uh, Jeff, went to Carolina. And then I became a uh, right. big time Tar Heel fan and Walter Davis was my guy because my brother Jeff was a freshman when Walter was a um, senior, um, and uh, so I was I was a Carolina kid at uh, age of ten, living in Wisconsin, and um, and then you know my dad would get uh, tickets once a year. We we went down to the Bucks game when I was probably five, and uh, then Lou Alcindor, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar yeah. was playing for for. Um, the bucks. So, uh, that was pretty exciting. So I'd say those, those were two of my big time influence. And then Larry bird, I always enjoyed. He came down. I, I I went to a BC all-star camp back way back in the 1900s and pop and I played. Um, (laughs) we had, uh, we went to different all-star camps during the summertime. I didn't have AAU growing up and I don't think pop did either, but no, uh, so uh, I went down there, and, and Larry Bird came and gave us a uh, shooting clinic. Uh, and at that point, I was a big fan because he came in, and I swear he didn't miss a shot the whole clinic. That's, and it, that's it awesome. Amazing. That's yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I, I can attest to the three-channel thing, too. Antenna and we, look, you know, people in our neighborhood had the fancy little uh, little things that would turn the antenna on the inside. We didn't have that. We had a pipe wrench, and you would go outside, raise the window, <laughs> And turn it till you heard the, the channel, the, the audio from the channel come in. That was that was. But when we got one of those things, boy, we thought we were in high cotton then. Um, yeah, yeah. We had tinfoil. So <laughs> I watched. I watched you guys many a night. I watched you guys many a night on a thirteen-inch black and white TV in my in my bedroom and with tinfoil antenna on it because we didn't we didn't hook that up to the antenna, but. Uh, when did competitive basketball start for you guys? What age? Jeez, mm, I would say uh, freshman year in high school. Okay. Actually, like competitive, like getting out of like the bitty league stuff. Right. You know, like this is actually we're we're going head to head here now. We're gonna play. Yeah, probably freshman year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. My my competition started uh, in the driveway with my brothers. I was, <laughs> I was, that I was, was probably yeah. Probably would shake you better. Yeah, I was the youngest of seven, and uh, there were three. And, and wow. your daughter, and your sisters too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it was, uh, you know, I wanted to keep up with my older brothers and sisters, so I was out there competing. Now, organized, uh, I would say seventh grade, maybe sixth yeah. grade. Okay, so when did I mean? Of course, you started, but you guys started playing. When did you know? I mean, was there any other sports that you played in high school? I mean, football, baseball, or anything like that, or was it just basketball? Just basketball, yeah, just basketball. I I played uh, baseball and football my uh, freshman year, and I grew five inches my freshman year, and 
my older brothers came to me and said, "You're done with football." So that was yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah my, my my dad was a football coach for 35 years, and I was a freshman. Oh, wow. I could throw the ball on my own, and I wanted to play, but he said, "No, son, you you you're six you eight, six nine. You're gonna save basketball." <laughs> At what point did you know basketball was was what goes with you were gonna be able to go to the next level? Uh, you mean like, like high school to, to college or college yeah. to pro? When did you know? You know, this is you know, I'm pretty I'm really good at this. And uh when you you know, you kind of figured this is what's gonna take me to college. I'm gonna I'm gonna be yeah, able to play I, I think college. I think my junior year in high school, yeah. Junior year, I, I think I could figure out something. I, I could play somewhere in college at my right. junior year in high school. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't go I didn't get invited to any camps until uh, the summer of my sophomore going into my junior year. And I did pretty well in those camps. I think I was MVP of one of the camps. And, and uh, so then I knew that I had a chance to play somewhere in college. Um, so I probably, probably, and uh, you know, that summer really was indicative of what I was going to do uh, in terms of getting a college scholarship, playing basketball. What's the one signature game in high school that you look back on and say, that was probably my best game. <laughs> now you're, wow. now wow. you're digging you know that now, 40 right? years ago right <laughs> there's a lot of cobwebs there now <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's gotta be one that sticks out to you though well I, I'll, I'll take this pop i i had okay. I, I won three state championships when i was in high school so oh, I, Jesus. I can't yeah, he, he has three yeah. games to pick me, from. Oh, hold on, let me let me throw that out there again. <laughs> Just he remember, has three every games to pick from. Yeah, everybody has a scrapbook. So, uh, high school, I have a pretty pretty good scrapbook. Uh, so yeah. I don't, really, I don't, I, I have a favorite season because I got to play with one of my brothers uh, during a state championship. So I oh, think that's awesome. my favorite that's season, awesome. yeah. but I, I can't pick a game out. Who was that, Jim? Was that Jim? Yeah, my brother Jim. Yeah, oh, nice. he was two years nice, two years yes. older than me. Yeah. Okay. So, of course, you, you know, you start, you guys started getting noticed. Of course, you get recruited. And, of course, Carolina came calling. What other what other schools were out there were, like, if you had a top three, what other schools were in your top three besides Carolina? I would, I would say Notre Dame, Kentucky, and Virginia. Those, those schools oh, back wow. then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, back then, Pop, could we visit five or six schools? I don't remember. It, it was six. I only took five visits. Yeah, okay. It was six, but uh, I only took five. There was only five schools that I was really interested in. So, yeah, those think, uh, those are the five. So. Pop, Pop and I were recruiting, uh, being recruited by mo by by the same schools. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it was, uh, you know, for me, I I, I think uh, Indiana, uh, Virginia, and then the, the two close to home, Marquette and Wisconsin along with North Carolina, obviously. So what was the key factor in making you pick Carolina? I, I For me, I, was, I, wa I just wanted to play against the best. And, right. and, and Coach Smith said, hey, you, we will play against the best, and, and we did. So <laughs> that, that was it for me. And I, that, that, that was a selling point for me. I, he didn't guarantee shit. Like, excuse my language. No, that's but, not. Uh, no, that's Fred. Like, oh, so <laughs> <laughs> okay, coach. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I just wanted to play against the best and tried to be the best. And, yeah. And and that's that was the selling point for me. 
Yeah, I I uh, well, I had been familiar with the program since uh, right. the age of ten. So, um, and I once I decided I wanted to get away from home, um, I knew that Carolina was the place I was going to go. So talk. I mean, of course, you got to play for a legendary coach. I mean, probably one of the, if not the greatest college basketball coach of all time, in my opinion. And I'm a little biased being a Carolina fan from the other blue. But uh, talk a little bit about playing for Coach Smith. Uh, what was it like playing for for Coach Smith? Well, Coach Coach was always tough. He was, he was old school, disciplinarian. But he, he was fair, though. Like, he'd make everything fair for everybody. But he was tough. But he, he was a motivator psychologically and, and, and through practices. Like, like he, he would just motivate you by, by doing little things. And Joe knows that stuff. <laughs> like, 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 Coach, like you probably picked up a lot of things that Coach would use and, and you used as a coach now. You know what I mean, Joe? Yeah, like, oh, absolutely. Like the, the the little mental aspects of the game. I mean, the game is different nowadays, but some of this stuff still applies to this day. That what goes on, and he, he was just—he was ahead of his time. He really was in the stuff that he did with us as kids. Yeah, I, I think that uh, freshman year obviously was the hardest. Uh, you know, Pop and I had a battle, uh, Brad Doherty and Sam Perkins, uh, ev every day in practice. Uh, and, you know, they were, Sam was longer than both of us, and, and uh, Brad was bigger and longer than both of us. So we had to learn a new way to play. I mean, yep. we, had, we had our own individual skills, yep. but we also had to expand our skills. And yep. so you're, you're concentrating on how do, how do I outplay this guy who's, you know, uh, an Olympian, an All-American, and and then Brad's going to be uh, number one pick in the NBA draft. How, how do you do that? But then you've got to learn all the habits and all of the offensive and defensive foundations that Coach Smith wants from his teams. Yep. And it's all new to you. And these guys have a year under their belt or three years under their belt. Yep. And, and so you're struggling to understand and make those habits your own. Um and so the mistakes are piling up and the pressure is piling up and the stress is piling up and then you're getting beat up by Brad and Sam every day in practice. So, Boy, that yeah. sounds like the first two weeks of practice our freshman year. Right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> we were all ready to pack it up and go home, right? That's right. <laughs> so you really, you really get tested. Um, yes. And, the, and, uh, and Coach wants you to get tested because he wants competitors out on the floor. Right. And, you yes. know, you know, basketball is a game of mistakes, and uh, Coach Smith oh, did a great job of building absolutely. habits so the mistakes were lessened. Um, and uh, those, those that that was tough. Yeah. Um, but after that, it was uh, a joy. Uh, once you yeah. got into knowing the the habits that you needed, and how to play the game the right way, yeah. Um, yeah. it was uh, it was a joy to play for him. Uh, you know, our, our coaching staff, and then. Yeah. You know, the one the one thing that nobody ever talks about is or hardly ever talks about is the fact that coach coach spent a lot of time recruiting the right person. Yes. And so it's easy for me and Pop to get on on the phone or see each other and just talk yeah. um, because we understand and respect each other. 
Um, and I think it's the type of person that, that coach uh, always recruited that made um, Carolina so so valuable in my mind. He exactly right, Joe. He recruited family members. Right. Yeah, he did. Like who? Yeah. We've been together how many years? Like decades. Right. Uh, we still talk. We we're family. I consider right. you a family member. You're right. Your brother to me. Right. And it's it's it, that's how he recruited, and that's how he built his program, and that's why it was so successful, without a doubt. Yeah. First impressions when you get to Chapel Hill. Now. No, I mean, no, got, it's, it's, <laughs> I don't even know Chapel Hill now. <laughs> you know, when you got there, when you got I there, did a map. Right, <laughs> yeah, it's changed a lot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as, a, as a freshman, first impressions. Oh, go ahead, coach. Well, I I had been going there since fifth grade, so right, for me for me I I was I was I, I cheated. I I had seen the campus. <laughs> I had been on the campus. We used to spend some time with my brother Jeff uh, during summer uh, when he was in summer school, and we'd go down to Coach Smith's camp. So um, I I knew the place. He he was our tour guide when we got there. Me and Kenny, <laughs> Kenny and I, Kenny and I got there. Kenny and I roomed together that first year, well, and, and successful years after. But <laughs> Joe, we'd always go to Joe and say, "Joe, where's this place at?" Did <laughs> <laughs> he know? Yeah. So yeah, that, that freshman cl- class came coming in that year with you and you two and Kenny. I mean. Die, that was a great freshman class. What was it like playing with Kenny Smith? I remember at that time, I'd never seen anybody get up the floor as fast as, as Kenny Smith. Did. Well, they don't call him the jet for nothing, but right. uh, I mean, with, with the, he was the fastest guy ever. Other than Phil Ford with the basketball dribbling, he, he the fastest guy I've ever seen. I'm probably Joe, probably a time. Joe played longer in the NBA, seen, seen a lot more talent, but. And he was unbelievable with the ball, Joe. Hey, he's unbelievably fast. Well, well, there's the reason that we had the conditioning program we had before the season because we had to make sure we could keep up with Kenny. I could keep up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> First practice, you're going out. You guys talked about this a little bit, banging with Doherty and Perkins. But you also got a guy out there, uh, the Jordan guy. I think that was his name. What? What was it like going head to head with Michael Jordan? Hey, you, we we knew he was Mike, but he, he wasn't the Mike that he is now. Right, exactly. I mean, he was a hell of a player. We knew he had talent and, and quickness, and his first step was unbelievable. His second step was even more unbelievable, <laughs> and, and his his flight through the air was incredible. I mean, his, he, they don't call him Air Jordan for nothing. They, they don't. I, I I always enjoyed uh, looking back on it. I always enjoyed because Pop was so athletic. I always enjoyed seeing Pop going up with Michael at the rim because I knew I could never do that. But yeah, I don't know they, what I was thinking. <laughs> well, you were the only one that could do it. <laughs> so, so it's always a learning process. But yeah, man, it, was, it was fun to see two athletes go at it because Pop could get up above the rim, and obviously we all know about Michael. But um, yeah, it was it, it, it was special playing. I, I'll tell you the first practice, and I don't know if Pop remembers this, but we had a, a teammate, Steve Hale. Oh God! Yes. Oh yeah. There we go. 
And we were we were doing some drill early on in practice. Yeah. And Steve went back door, and uh, I met him at the rim. But when I met him, I he tried to pull down uh, his elbow onto my arms, and my arms went through him. And I, I flipped him over on his head and knocked yeah. him out. Yeah. And so everybody at that point thought I was crazy. So they let me alone for a couple days. So I got, you got a reputation. Yeah. I got a little, well, I got a little reprieve uh, at that point, but, but then it all came back, or, you know, a couple days later. <laughs> Were you guys there? The, or was this before you got there? The year Jordan hit his head on the backboard against Duke. Uh, yeah. he, he used to hit his backboard on, on a daily basis. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. I just remember I that which, when he went up, which for, time. he went up to block a shot, and he hit his head on the backboard. Had to come out of the game. I was like, oh boy. I I don't know. I, I just think back to '84, and that was a hell of a team, Joe. You, yeah. you remember we, we were rolling, and, and Kenny got hurt, and that screwed everything up. But some of some of our best games were in practice. I think that year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was, it was, you know, we look back on it. We used to go uh, in the summertime and play pickup games, and uh, we'd have NBA All Stars plus the, the, you know, our current team, which, when when you project it ten years down the road, we're all, all a lot of them were All Stars. Incredible, you know, yeah, it was incredible. <laughs> so we we had some great great uh, uh, pickup games in the summertime. Yeah. Great yeah, great got... prep work. Yep. Great yeah. Prep work. What was it like coming out the first time at Carmichael? Uh, coming out, I think that game was against Chattanooga. Your first, that was your first home game. What was it like coming out of the tunnel at, at Carmichael? Well, I kind of hit my head on that door. <laughs> Duck! <laughs> Duck! <laughs> <laughs> I think they still have that door there, right? Do they, Joe? I, I haven't been I to think Carmichael. They have to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably for the buildings. Yeah, but uh. Yeah, that oh, it was it was neat coming out. It was that was a great place to play. Yeah. The only thing that I hated about Carmichael, and probably Joe can attest to this, it was the floor was so damn hard. Whew. It was like playing on concrete. Oh, it really, really was. It really was. Compared to the Smith Center, which is like playing on air, like that that special floor they have now. But the, Carmichael was like playing out on the blacktop on concrete. It was tough on your knees. <laughs> Yeah, and you guys, you guys come out twenty-one game winning streak, and like you said, Kenny Smith gets hurt against Arkansas and lose by one there. But you guys keep on going. Talk a little bit about that—the last game of the year that year, your freshman year, Duke double overtime win against Duke. Duke's starting to come into their own, but and it's not quite the rivalry that it is now yet, but it's getting there. Talk a little bit about that game. How crazy was that game against Duke—the double overtime game? Yeah, it, it was that was nuts. It was crazy shots, uh, crazy situations. Uh, you know, Kenny's, you know, he's got this thing on his wrist and whatnot. It, it's, I, th I think if Kenny's healthy, we blow him out. But right, uh, I, it was a crazy game. Duke was coming on, and they had, they they played well. They played well. They gave us a tussle, and, and Matt hit that shot and. Yeah, Matt, Matt hit the big <laughs> shot, and, yeah. and uh, yeah, they they had a, a really good young team. You know, probably probably a year ahead of us in terms of recruiting. They 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 had Allery and Billis and all those guys, Johnny Dawkins and Anderson. So they were starting to come on, and it was uh, 
it was just a precursor to what uh it was going to be for for us for the next three years but yeah, uh right. yeah we we uh it was a a game of ups and downs and all arounds and uh uh well if, if you look back in the history books i think we won it so that was the most important thing <laughs> there you go <laughs> first yeah first talk about playing an ACC tournament in Greensboro, which, you know, I miss those days. I miss, I, I'm a, I guess I'm a old school guy. I miss the, the old ACC format. And I know things progress uh, to playing on Friday where I could, I could convince my parents to let me get out of class at 12 o'clock and go, go watch the, the tournament or listen to it on the radio. Or either we would get the radio in the classroom. We'd had a good teacher that would let us do that. But yeah. talk about that atmosphere at Greensboro playing in the ACC tournament. So, so, can I ask you, are you an old school guy or are you just old like Pop and I? <laughs> now, how old are you guys? How old are you guys? Now, I'm, I'm, I'm just, you, you probably got me a little bit because I'm getting ready to hit 50 this year. Oh, God, you're, you're ancient. <laughs> yeah, talk a, little, talk a little bit about playing in the Greensburg Coliseum, the ACC tournament. What kind of atmosphere that was? It was, it was awesome. It was, yeah. You look forward to it. The, the ACC, ACC tournament was always an exciting time of the year. Like it's tournament time. Like, like, right. One and done. One of the one and doneness of it was. That's what makes it special, you know. And it's you always look forward to that. And Greensboro it was only an hour away, you know, bus ride away. I mean, but the tournament, we'd stay there in the hotel, and it, was, it made it a little bit special. It was, it was fun. It was fun stuff to do, you know. It was it was exciting. I I look back at it; it was just exciting time. Yeah, yeah. When when uh, when the weather starts changing, you know, it's ACC yeah. tournament. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Yeah. And that's. That's uh, always for me. Um, when I land and uh, when I fly into North Carolina now, I can always smell the pine <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, the, and, and the red clay. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, usually it's in the springtime, so it, it's like, uh, okay, we should be playing basketball, shouldn't we? The, the trees are budding. Yeah, right. It's, it, yeah. it's a special time. It really is. It, yeah. it is yeah. a special time. Yep. And and then you got March Madness, which you know, it, it was crazy then, but it's not. You know, it's got even crazier now. But uh, going going to the NCAA tournament, uh, you guys play. You didn't go far off. You played the first round game at the Charlotte Coliseum. But what was that atmosphere like for March Madness? Awesome. You know, I, I think we played what, what Penn and uh, or was it Temple or one Temple, of those teams, yeah, one of those Philly teams, uh, and, and then we played Michigan. Our, our senior year or our freshman year, we played there also. Uh, we played a lot of, at Charlotte. We played a lot of games in Charlotte back in the day in the old Coliseum. The old Coliseum was a neat place to play, man. That was that was that was neat. Did, yeah, that, did, that, I didn't play too much in the new one, but uh, Joe probably played there a lot more than I did. But uh, the, the old one, I, I loved. Yeah, that was a great place to play. It was loud. It was. Uh, a compact, you know, was wasn't one of those big arenas you see nowadays. So it was more intimate. Yeah. And uh, it just it was so loud that you didn't have to worry about hearing anything because uh, there's nothing that penetrated uh, the loudness of everybody, which sounds yeah. kind of crazy, but it's true. So you couldn't hear 
um, one particular person because there were however many thousand people just screaming and it yeah. was fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Fans, yeah, they really did get into it back then. They did. And there's something about Carolina fans, as everybody knows, is that for the past, I don't know, however many years since coach started, we travel well, <laughs> you know, yeah. whether, yeah. whether we're yeah. in Hawaii, we were in Japan, we were, you know, uh, UCLA, we travel well. There's a yeah. lot of, a lot of uh, fans that show up and wear their Carolina blue, whether we're in Chapel Hill or not. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great, greatly appreciated too. You know, that was, yeah. Yeah. And you, you talk about you came to Carolina cause you want to play the best playing yes. in the ACC back then. There was no doubt the ACC was by far the best basketball conference in the country. Oh, without, without, no without, without, without I mean, there, there was really not an easy game. In the, in the ACC that year. You may have some teams that were a little off from in years, but talk about playing that comp that level of competition in the ACC night after night. Wow. <laughs> hey, we always got everybody's best. Yeah. You know, you we we got all, everybody's best every night. And that, and that made you better. That made you better as a player and made you right. better as a team. And it, and that, that's, that's what I was looking for. And that's what I wanted. And it, we, we definitely got it. <laughs> I mean, you you go down to teams uh, oh, yeah. in, the, in the ACC when Pop and I were, you know, juniors and seniors. You got Mark Price, you got John Sally, Bruce Dalrymple at Georgia Tech, you got Lenny Bias and all his guys in Maryland. Uh, Duke is is coming on with Dawkins and Allery and Billis and Tommy Amaker. Um, Horace know, Grant at, uh, oh, at yeah. Clemson. Oh, yeah. yeah. Horace yeah. Grant, Eldon Campbell at Clemson. Yeah, you got. <laughs> Or at NC State, Muggsy Bogues at Wake Forest, yeah. and Shackleford and Washburn at State. So, yeah, I, I'd have to say that uh, we we played in the if yeah. the best conference. We definitely were up there. Yeah, all right. All right. I think yeah. you were by far the best conference in basketball, no doubt. Then back in that day, um, play it. You you mentioned Lim Bias and me and uh, Mr. Pops and talked a little bit before we went on air. What was it like? How, uh, you know, I'm sure you had your hands full with him playing against Lim Bias back then. Nah, he was nothing. He was a piece of cake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, the guy was a physical specimen, man. He yes, was off he the was. charts. Yeah, he was. He was off the charts. He was, you, like I said before, you, you had to have your head on a swivel with this guy because he would posturize you any minute. You know, you got you had to know where he was at all times. It make you look silly. <laughs> yeah. And we talked about that play in the Dean Dome that night when he hit the ball off Warren Martin's back and then slammed yeah. it in, and that kind of ignited everything for that comeback. Yeah. Case in uh, point. Yep. Yeah. Just. And talk about one of your other teammates playing with Brad Doherty. I mean, he. he what can you say about Brad Doherty? I mean, he started what. 17 or 18 year old freshman and 17 year old freshman yeah. and then number one draft pick in the nba well i mean what was it like i mean because I, I always believe i'm a co i'm a football coach i always talk about in practice iron sharp, sharpens iron and i mean i think that would have helped y'all got y'all pretty sharp in practice oh god yeah i mean brad was a, he was tough you know he's he had the size he had the smarts he had the shooting ability, passing yeah. ability. He, he had it all. He was the whole package. He was the whole package. Yeah, we call we call him Big Train for a reason. Yeah. We, we, 
we were just the caboose, but he was the yeah. big train. We, yes, we, we went as he went. He, uh, he was one of the most dominant low post scorers to play college <sighs> basketball. And, uh, yeah. and it was amazing because pop and I got there, we were a year, year older than he was, but he, he had us. <laughs> he, he was, he was schooling us. <laughs> he yeah. was schooling us. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody talks about Planet Cameron now because that's Cameron Crates and all that. But back in the day, I think there was a place that that was just as crazy as Cameron is now. Uh, and I'm talking about Reynolds Coliseum. Oh my God, Lottis, the Lottis Arena I ever played in. The Lottis. I don't they, know. If they had the, they had the I, noise meter. They had the, uh, <laughs> where you had to come up, and I mean, it felt like the the crowd was right there on the court behind you. Uh, what was it like playing in Reynolds? The, the the loudest place I ever played in, ever, without a doubt. That in my opinion, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was it was one of those arenas that uh, you knew it was just going to be nonstop noise. But you know that was the thing Pop said earlier is that we took everybody's best shot. But yeah. we we packed every arena we ever played in. I, I don't I don't think that we went to an arena that wasn't sold out. No, and well, that's, everybody wanted to beat Carolina by then, especially. I mean, I mean yeah, the play. Down in, in Clemson, uh, uh, Little John, that, that was yeah. a tough place to play. That got loud too. Sure, not not, I not mean, on not on the level of uh, Reynolds, but it was they, they like you said, we, they always they were bringing everything towards us. Yeah, everything. and we we played Wake Forest at Greensboro to help them with revenues. We played uh, Georgia Tech in the Omni in Atlanta right. to sell yeah. out. So I mean, you know, we 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 sold places out and played in front of loud. Uh, Pack Stadium, which which is something. How, how about to dream the Mecca about in in Milwaukee when we went home to play at your hometown, man? That against uh, Marquette, yeah, our junior year. That was crazy. Yeah, we had just beaten that Duke, crazy. Uh, one versus two or one versus three uh, to open up the Smith Center, and I get my home game. So so Coach Smith, uh, one of his re- recruiting uh, uh, things he would tell you during recruiting is, we'll try to play a home game so your family can come somewhere near uh, where you grew up. Uh, and I was like, oh, that's cool. And I'm sure Pop said the same thing. And, and uh, so my home game happened to be against Marquette. Well, what we didn't know uh, when they scheduled it, that it would be, you know, a, t- a 24-hour uh, time difference between one game against yeah. Duke and Marquette the next next day. It was, it was a Saturday-Sunday doubleheader, I remember it. Wow. Yes. Right. It was crazy. So, so we open up the Smith Center, uh, and we're the number one team in the nation, and Duke is either two or three, and we beat them. Steve Hale has uh, an un- incredible game, and it was an incredible game. And so we take that emotion and everything else, and we go to Marquette and uh, and play in front of, uh, and I don't know how many people I had, but I ha- I come from a big family, as I noted earlier. And all my cousins and all my distance cousins and all my <laughs> people who said they were my cousins and uh, showed up. And um, so uh, we play Marquette and we're down. I, I, I can't remember the exact thing, but we're down eight, ten points with like two minutes left. And we yeah. get to huddle and coach tells us, yep, we got them right where we want them. Yep, I remember that. <laughs> I'm looking around saying, what? <laughs> and... Uh, by Joe, golly. Joe, hey Joe, do you remember when Coach got hit with a, a nickel or a penny or something? Yeah, and or was Kenny that, got or hit was with Coach Cuthridge. You got hit. Got, so and, they were and, throwing penny. They were throwing coins. Yeah, Ken, in the Kenny huddle. got hit at the free throw line. Right, it's crazy. 
Yeah, <laughs> that, wow. that was a tough place to play, uh, the, the old Mecca. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we end up win- beating them. But one of the stories is that we're uh, we're getting on the bus after the game. I don't know if you remember this, Pop, but Steve Hale and I are uh-huh. in the bus, and yeah. uh, Mark Isley is one of our managers, <laughs> and they see uh, somebody pick up one of our bags yep. and start start to run off with it a pickpocket <laughs> yeah so coach, coach isley we call him coach mark isley yeah. uh and steve hill he get off the bus started chasing after started this chasing him and coach isley thought he was he was getting getting closer but then steve hill just ran him down yeah. and, ta- and tackled the guy down. yeah that was, that's a good yeah story. yeah that was good times yeah. good times we talked about playing at Reynolds. You guys got any Jim Valvano stories? Jimmy V. Oh, boy. Hey. Hey, he's a hell of a coach. It's a shame what happened to him, but uh, he, he was a hell of a coach. His players loved him. You know, yeah. You know, it's, it's a shame what happened how he went out. But yeah, uh, he, he was a hell of a recruiter. He, he, I think he recruited everybody in the country. I think Joe back then. <laughs> 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 and yeah, you all have the same stories of him recruiting. I know he came to my house as I was recruiting me, and uh, he gave the same spiel that I talked to. Uh, I think Bruce Dalrymple. <laughs> he was being recruited by him too. It was the same thing, but that's how he recruited, and that's that was his shtick. You know, that was the thing. He, he was a funny guy, though. I, I, great sense of humor. Great yeah. sense of humor. Okay. So, and you talked about Steve Hale. Did, I mean, you, of course, that maybe that's the the funny Steve Hale story. We're going to have him him running down a pickpocketer. But uh, <laughs> what, what was what was it like playing with Steve Hale? Because I always thought he was one of the more underrated Carolina players back in the oh, time. He, very he underrated. Through, he could come through in the clutch a lot. Uh, go ahead, Joey. You, you want to tell about Steve? Uh, yeah, I Steve. can add a little bit. Steve was six four, six five, tough as nails. Yep. Always won the mile uh, running contest, <laughs> distance contest for our uh, preseason conditioning workouts, uh, and uh, size fifteen shoes. And he could move his feet. He used to yeah. frustrate everybody <laughs> in practice with, with his ability to get in front of you, with his ability to get the hand on the ball, yeah. deflections, taking charges. Um, and then, you know, his offense really came on his junior and senior year. He was a top notch, uh, uh, player from inside and outside. He could finish at the rim extremely well. Oh, dunk, dunk with ease. Right. Uh, Steve could have played, he could have played probably somewhere in the league back then, Joe, if he wanted to, I'm sure in the right situation. I, I don't know, maybe he wasn't quick enough, but, uh. But his toughness was off the charts. And you look at the kid, and he was very deceptive. Like, you would think, oh, who, who's this pretty boy, you know, coming out? Because he had that long, long yeah. hair and everything. Very deceptive looking. But he'd come out and he let me tell you something, he'd get in your shit, man. Yeah. Get in your shit. How tough was it on him? Because I remember in the ACC tournament, he got that what, collapsed lung. Yeah. And then you guys go out to the NCAA tournament, go out to Utah, and he plays with a, you know, with a collapsed lung. We play. I remember he had. I think he had like a flap jacket on. How tough was that on him with that altitude and everything? I, I can only imagine that he, he was tough. That, that's a test of his toughness. He was yeah, a tough absolutely. He, he was a tough son of a bitch, man. He was. Yeah, he he uh he got um, 
he, he had that collapsed lung against Maryland, I think. Yeah. 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 And then he came back. We didn't think he, we, he'd be back for the season. And yeah, like Pop says, it's just a testament to his, his toughness. Uh, yeah. He, he he didn't want to he didn't want to leave the game when he had a collapsed lung. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't. That is crazy. <laughs> so I mean, it, yeah, one of the toughest players I've ever played with. Yeah. And then you guys got to you, you talked about this a little bit earlier. Uh, you got to be a part of opening the Dean Smith Center. You played in the Dean Dome first game, so you played at both Carmichael and the Dean Smith Center. What was that? What was it like that night at that game opening opening the Dean Dome? Go ahead, Coach. Well, I, you know, I just remember it was a classic matchup now that we're, you know, so many years removed from it of uh, Carolina versus Duke and both highly rated, uh, both had extremely talented rosters and we went at each other. And uh, it was uh, a first, the first setting where I forget how much Carmichael uh, had, 10,000 people and then Smith yeah. was 22,000. It doubled, yeah. It yeah, doubled, so it was yeah. just a, such a different feel in terms of the noise um, that that's, that's really what I remember uh, about that game. Yeah. Yeah, without a doubt. It, it was neat playing against Duke, though, in that yeah. game and, and beating them. And, and still, I think we were number one and number two. I think so. Yeah, yeah something like so. that. Yeah, was, and, and to retain that, that was that was cool. That was something special. And you talked a little bit earlier about Georgia Tech, about how they came on. You know, you had Sally, you had Hammond, you had Dale Rimple, you had Mark Price, yeah. and you know they moved up to number two later in the year. You guys had a wild overtime win at the Omni against them. Uh, Bobby Crimmins and company. What was it like playing them? They were tough. They were they, they were they were tough as nails too. You know, Bobby Kremens was a good coach. You know, his his guys responded to him a hundred percent. They they gave you a hundred percent every night when we we went against them. And I mean, Mark Price was a special talent. Could shoot that long ball back then. Yeah, probably playing this league now. You know, with, with Curry and those guys. But uh, you know, he's they, they were they were tough. They were a tough out. I, I don't remember um, uh, what year he was, but Yvonne Joseph. I was, remember him. 54 or what? I think that was a big guy. Yeah, big guy. Yeah. He was as strong he was as they, yeah. they, they came. And he was a beast. Went, yeah. So they had yeah. him and Sally. And it's like, what? I got I to put up with, you know, the string being John Sally who can block everything or Yvonne Joseph. Who I can't even get into lane and move. Yeah. I can get my position because he's such a load. Yeah. So, and they had Dwayne Farrell too uh, at, at the three. Yeah, who was, right. Who was right. tough? <laughs> Very talented player. Yeah, I you, forgot about Dwayne. You guys had like, I mean, two years you had twenty-one game win streaks. Then another year you had a sixteen game win streaks. You went undefeated in ACC your senior year. You guys have to be up there for – I mean, I, I know they play a little bit more now, but you guys got to be up there. Your class has to be up there for close to most wins in Carolina history. It, I mean – I, I Probably. I, I 
Yeah, we're number one. I, I, I think we're number one. <laughs> yeah. as, as far as anybody's listening is concerned, we're number one. <laughs> number one. You're number one. <laughs> well, they, they, we are. I, I think you made the comment that they play so many more games and there's so yeah. many more ACC yeah. regular season games. But exactly. I, I know that we're our freshman and senior year, we're, we're the last uh, team to go undefeated in a regular season. I know that. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and what an accomplishment that was in a league – like I said, the best basketball league in the country, and you guys go undefeated in it. Because I was like, you know, as a Carolina fan, I'm looking at these state fans, these Duke fans, like, hey, yeah, you can kiss my, you know what? I mean, you know, <laughs> Carolina's undefeated. Yeah. But um, let me see. Talk a little bit about – this is a guy that doesn't get mentioned a lot, and God bless him, Warren Martin. What was it like playing with Warren Martin? Oh, big Warren, he's <laughs> – Long, I mean, good lord, boy. Warren was so long and tall, and I tell you what, he he got the ball in the low block, it was over. Yeah, now you can do either you're gonna foul him or he's gonna score it, right? One or two things are gonna happen, and and he's such a nice guy, he he still is a nice guy. We're talking like he's dead, but he's, (laughs) he's, he's, he's he's a great guy. I think he's coaching, or yeah, he's coaching and teaching. Like young kids, like that's what he was born to do, yeah. And he's doing it, and he's he's such a great guy, man. I love Warren to to this day, man. He's every time you see him, he's he's still the same guy. He's not yeah, changed with Warren, <laughs> right? So when we when we played, they still used the post, not, not uh, unlike today's yeah. game, right? Yeah, so right. You had to have a different post game with Warren Martin on the floor, <laughs> okay, because. He could stand there and block your shot. Yes. Oh, yeah. And so you had to figure out how to create space, how to uh, put more arc on your shot. Um, all of these things you had to learn. And for us, it was good because we had to do it every day in practice. Yeah. So it, it made, I think it made me better. I don't, I would imagine Pop would say the same thing, but he could literally stand there and block my shot. He would be standing flat footed. <laughs> there, there was one. And they laugh at you. Yeah. I can't you remember who it chuckle. was. Yeah. I can't remember who they, you, you guys were playing, but he blocked like three shots in a row. I mean, he, yeah. and he was just yeah. sitting, just like you said, he was flat footed and just blocking shots. Yeah. Um, you guys end up your last game, you play Syracuse in the tournament, uh, end up losing. What? What's going through your mind after that last game, your last game at Carolina? It's all over. It's done. <laughs> yeah, it was it was, uh, it was disappointing. Uh we we thought we had a team that could have won it all that year. I, yeah. You know, it's it was it was a heartbreaker. It was it was tough. It's it's almost like it's like a death in your family. Was like it it happened and it's like geez, it's like it was surreal, but you just had to get used to the fact that it did happen and it did happen and it was unfortunate and we moved on from it. Yeah, it was, it was devastating, you know, yeah. to go, to go and have the careers that pop and I did and the, our team's success there, yeah. you know, you wanted to, to taste a little bit more of the Carolina magic. And we knew at that point, um, that wasn't going to happen for either of us. And it's, uh, it's a devastating feeling. Uh, yeah. it was, uh, I remember I, 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 I must have cried for a good hour in the locker room after. I, I, yeah, it was a tough one. Yeah, it, it was, was a tough one. And, and, you know, they beat us. It wasn't some some hokey call or anything. They, they beat us. Yeah, they did that flat out. Yeah, and thanks, thanks for bringing it up, Steve. 
Yeah, we, I know. <laughs> really, really, really appreciate it. But let's, yeah. change, let's change the topic and go back to Warren. Warren, yeah, Warren was so good. Warren. Warren was so good that he made me a small forward. Because <laughs> uh, they weren't going to take Brad out of the lineup, and Warren yeah. was so effective at the start of games changing the rim that Coach put me at a small forward at 6'11". I was like, what? Yeah, I mean, but, man, you could stick that jumper, Joe. Joe. That exactly. was your game. Exactly. No, no, yeah. Um, okay. And that helped. That, hey, that made you living too, brother. Yeah, that's exactly. true. I got to thank Warren for that too. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I know the NBA draft's a little bit different than it now than it was back then. But I mean, NBA's draft's coming. What are you guys hearing? Are there any teams contacting you back then? Do they? Did they contact you or work you out or whatever? Not me. Uh, maybe Joe. Uh, I I didn't have any teams contact me. I I went I went straight over to Europe after my uh, my my senior year. Yeah, I went right. right to uh, play in France. Yeah, we. So we our class was the first class that uh, uh, teams actually brought in for individual workouts. That's when that started. Was 1987. Yeah. So right. I I went to Chicago and Indiana and. Uh, funny story with uh, Kenny Smith and I, we left Raleigh, uh, Raleigh Durham and we flew to LA to get uh, uh, interviewed, worked out by the Clippers. And they didn't, uh, they didn't pick us up at the airport. And you hear, <laughs> you hear all the stories about the Clipper legend of how yeah. it wasn't a very well-run team in the eighties and they're losing streaks and et cetera, et cetera. And, so Kenny and I get on the flight. We fly out there. We go down to baggage claim. Nobody's there. We go right back to the gate like an hour later and uh, get on the, the same plane and fly back to Chapel Hill. And then, <laughs> and then I get drafted by the Clippers. Okay. I'm Lucky sure you. That reaction yeah. Is not good. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you were like, I mean, this, this can't be your ideal NBA draft day when you, you're looking like, I got drafted by the Clippers. <laughs> but at least you got you got there. To, hey, right, I got you know, drafted. You got – now, Mr. Pop, you did get drafted by the Pistons, right? Uh, Yeah, I think okay. so, yeah. Yeah, you got drafted yeah. by the Pistons. But what – how – talk about the difference playing overseas than, than playing, like, at Carolina. What was – what was how, how much well, of a change was that for you? Well, to be honest with you, go, going overseas is probably the best thing I ever did uh, right out of college. It, it, it adapted me to a pro game, a pro type of game. Like coming out of college, I, I had no idea what a freaking pro game was or anything. And Joe probably tested the same thing going to the pro game. It, it's all you're, you're going in blind, yeah. you know. And uh, But going over there on my own – and, and dealing with certain things. And, and I had a good guy over there, Bill Sweek. He was, he was my coach in Monaco. I was in the Monaco team in the French division. And he was, he was Bill Sweek was an old uh, UCLA guy back when they were winning championships. He was on that team and he was, he was there as a naturalized uh, French uh, coach. And, and it was great to have that English French translation. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that was a good smooth transition going into that pro. And I, he taught me so much about the pro game. And then coming out of that, the following year, I went in to try out for the Pistons, and it, and it helped me tremendously. Because if I went right in 
to the Pistons right out of college, I would have been cut probably the first day. <laughs> no, 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 there's no question. I would have been cut the first day. And then I would have been, I don't know what would have happened. I've been selling furniture somewhere. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, I was grateful for that. I ended up playing five and a half years professionally and here, here and there, right across the pond and here. But it, it was a neat experience. But yeah, that, that, that I was I was grateful. The coach got me that that job out of, out of college, going over to Monaco, and that, that I was grateful for him to to hook me up with that. Well, you got to play for the Celtics. You talked about you got to play with uh, for a little while. You got to play with yeah. Kale and, and company. What I mean, yep. that had to be, you know, playing at the Boston Garden and playing with a team like like that with the Celtics. Uh, <laughs> that had well, to be. <laughs> yeah, it was the it was ninety ninety one season. Uh, it was Bird's last healthy year. Right. Uh, it, was, it was Larry and I had lockers together. Mm -hmm. It was like the worst place to have your locker because you could never get dressed because there was always media around your locker. It's <laughs> Bird. <laughs> <laughs> you were there, Joe. You know what it's all about yeah. in, in the Boston locker room. But uh, yeah, it, it was fortunate to be there in, in those times with those guys at their end of their careers. Got to be friends with Mikhail, and, and it, it was neat. It was I, it was grateful for that year. Uh, that was probably one of the highlights of my professional sports career, without a doubt. And and coach, you got you, you had a little bit longer career. You got to go, like you said, play with the Clippers, play with the Nuggets, the Celtics. What was it like coming back and playing for the Hornets, though? Coming back to Carolina. Well, you know, Webster's used to make this a dictionary. They used to call it a dictionary. Now people just Google everything. But back <laughs> back, back when we played, we had a dictionary. And, and if you looked up the term journeyman in uh, professional sports, it, it had my picture right there. Uh, <laughs> I, I visited a lot of organizations during my professional career, which I appreciate tremendously at this point. Um but uh, playing for the Hornets was unbelievable. The hive was alive when I played there. And I played with uh, Alonzo. I played with Bill Curry. I played with Larry Johnson, Muggsy, right. Hersey Hawkins. Oh. We, we had a really good team. We just couldn't get, get past Michael and the Bulls. The Bulls, which, that no, was a lot of people. Which no, nobody could. But yeah. um, it, was, it was a tremendous professional experience in Charlotte when in the early 90s, mid-90s. That's awesome. Um, and then, and, and then you got into coaching and uh, did some coaching. What was it like transitioning from player to coach? Well, you know, once the body says you can't do it at the level you want to do it at anymore, you try to find certain outlets that uh, bring you that thrill. Um, I went into business and then started coaching with my brother Jeff at the local high school, and we won a state uh, championship as coaches. And I was like, "Hmm, this wasn't bad." Uh, and so uh, the teaching aspect of coaching really got got me. So I I found out that I really truly loved the game, and I loved teaching the game, and I loved seeing the development of younger players based on the teaching uh, that I could give them on the court. So it was very satisfying. It's not. It wasn't the same satisf uh, satisfaction as um, you know going in and and busting your butt for 30, 35 minutes in a game, uh, but it was a satisfaction that uh, uh, was really pleasing to me. So that's 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 why I got into coaching. 
Yeah, Carolina needs him back here to teach these post players. I'm watching the game right now. Yeah, I'm watching it too. I'm watching. They need a coach to teach these post players. Yeah. uh, yeah. But Uh, the post game is gone, though, like Joe said. It has been. Um, So, what are you guys up to now? I know are you still coaching now, coach? I mean, I'm calling you coach. I'm assuming you're still coaching now. Uh, I, I coached in the G League and uh, until 2020 uh, for the Greensboro right. Swarm. Uh, COVID uh, kind of took us out of the yeah. uh, the game, and uh, now I'm doing color commentating for the G League team and uh, the home state for the Milwaukee Bucks team in Oshkosh, okay. Wisconsin, called the Wisconsin Herd. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. What about you, Mr. Popson? <clears throat> I'm in jail. Uh, <laughs> been there been there for 24 years uh, <laughs> actually i am a job working in a prison i've worked in part pennsylvania department of corrections uh since 99 uh but i love it i, I enjoy the work but I'm, I'm helping my son now i'm a volunteer assistant at his high school as a coach trying okay. to pro- progress his career and uh move him forward and, He's a, he's a six seven uh, sophomore. I've been seeing him so, on your uh, Facebook. Yeah, yeah. so uh, he's he's got to get stronger. He gets stronger to be a player. So, he's got pop tops. He, he's got more. <laughs> he's got more than I have, Joe. Well, I he's don't know about real. that. <laughs> he can get out of the gym quick. Yeah. <laughs> All right, before before I let you guys go, I'm gonna just, it's a few quick hitting questions, and uh, then then we'll get you out of here. Okay. Um, Toughest opponent, like individual opponent, you went up against during your playing career, and it can be more than one. If you got more than one on your mind, that's fine. Go ahead, coach. Uh, Shaq, Michael, oh, yeah. <laughs> and Al- Alex English. Alex English. Wow. Yeah, that was three times. I couldn't, I couldn't do anything with Alex English. He had a high release. He was six nine. I couldn't do anything with. Uh, uh, getting into his shot. So it was, it was like, uh, you know, he'd score 30 easy points on me and there was no way that I could figure out how to disrupt his, his offense, it, which was extremely frustrating to me. <laughs> now, Joe, did you played with him, right? At, at Denver? No, I played, I played against oh. him. Yeah. Oh, I never okay. got to play he with him. He was gone by the time I think Mr. Right. Coach was in Denver. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Wow. That's All right, awesome. what about you, Mr. Popson? Uh, three toughest? Oh, well, well, obviously, Lenny Bias uh, would be, I'd put him number one. Uh, right there, close second with Kevin McHale. And, and third is Sabonis over, oh. over in Europe. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> He's a handful. Yeah. <laughs> toughest place to play in. Well, I mean, you said Reynolds was the loudest place you played in. I, I would think Carmichael was one of the toughest places to play in, but uh, <laughs> I would rank that on, I'll one. say this on the road. I'm, I'm, on the that's road. kind of biased on my part. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, obviously Cameron and, and Reynolds and in and, and, uh, the old uh, Cole Fieldhouse. In, God, in I forgot about Cole Fieldhouse. It's a tough place. That was, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I never – I, I don't know because we packed stadiums. I, I never felt like it was tough to play. Right. Um, the toughest place that I had to play was the sports arena in LA because there were only, you know, 
three, four thousand fans, and and that was such a change from coming from where Pop yeah. and I played in yeah. front of packed out to play in front of you know a, you know a couple thousand people in a professional game in the the late eighties in L.A. That was yeah. tough. That yeah, you tough. have a good point there, Joe. That that's yeah. so, uh, that, that, that you know. Did you ever say anything to like any of your teammates like that with the Clippers? Like, what? I mean, what's the deal here? I mean, I played like three times as many people out here at Chapel Hill than this. What's the deal here? No, mm. I mean it, it was just a uh, a given. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At, yeah. At that point, right. we weren't the Lakers in L.A. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Uh, who who talked the most smack, the most crap to you? I mean, who's the best, best smack talker that, that you went up against? <laughs> I'm sure Mr. Popson probably talked a little. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I, I think one of the best smack talkers I've ever seen and had the privilege of playing with was Larry Bird. I, I <laughs> Yeah, I've heard some stories. I've heard some stories. Yeah, the Joe, old... you you've probably seen it, Joe. You've played against him many many times. But I mean, Mikhail was a was was a shit talker. Like, he <laughs> yeah. talked major shit. Like that was part of his game. So he tried to get in your head. All all those Pistons players, like 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 uh, I don't know, uh, Beer and all those guys, they they talked a lot of shit. You know, uh, Mahorn, all those guys. You know, but that was just that was a different era. Yeah, I, I just remember the Larry Bird three point contest uh, story where he told him, you know, who's going who's going to be runner up, and he never took his warm up jacket off and 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 won the three point contest. He looked at all those guys and said, "Who's going to be the runner up to me?" I yeah, mean, he could flat out shoot, and then he could back <laughs> it up. That's the difference. Yeah. He could back it up. Yeah, yeah. What about you, Coach? Uh, well, we had one of the all-time greats that we played with in college. <laughs> I mean, he he uh, he could intimidate you with. He was a lot like Coach Smith. Uh, uh, Michael could intimidate you yeah. with his voice first, and then his actions later. Yeah, he, yeah. Uh, Coach Smith know. was uh, unbelievable at using. Uh, the minimal amount of words to let you know that he was not satisfied with your performance. And Michael uh, somehow got that talent. And I don't know if it was from coach Smith or it, it was just something <laughs> that uh, the he only was thing, born with. The only thing difference with Michael, he would use the F word. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, I, did, I did interview Derek Woodberg one time and he was telling a story about Lorenzo Charles, uh, trying to guard Jordan and Jordan was telling him, you know, what he was going to do. He said, this next play, I'm going to get the ball in the corner. I'm going to drive the lane. I'm going to reverse it. And I'm going to, uh, I'm going to make the shot. And Lorenzo Charles looked at him like, you're crazy. <laughs> and said, he went out there and did it. And said, Lorenzo Charles come back to Woodbury said, that fool just told me exactly what he's doing. And I couldn't stop it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's how good he was. So, for it, last question, your favorite memory at Carolina? Wow, so many. Yeah, that's, that, that's not tough. a fair question because yeah. well, we we had so many. It's it's you can't you can't. <sighs> yeah, yeah, so many. Uh, and there, there's so many that we can't talk about. 
Do I need to go off the air? Oh, you definitely. <laughs> you better. <laughs> I don't know. That. I'm looking forward to the next memory. I'm looking forward to the next time I meet, meet my brother right here. I'm talking That's to. right. That's, That's what I'm looking forward to. Absolutely. I, I, I know I've... Uh, I've asked Mr. Popson a few times, and he's probably like, "Who is this guy messaging me about this?" And then when I found Mr. Wolf, on I LinkedIn, thought you were a woman. To be honest with you, Steve, <laughs> like... well, sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry to disappoint you. Sorry yeah. to disappoint you. But uh, yeah, you know. And then when I I figured, I said, you know, if I if Mr. Wolf agreed to do it, I said, let me let me ask Mr. Popson if he would like to come on and and you know, because you two were. I don't know how it was for you guys back in college, but it I always looked at Pops and Wolf like the 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 duo. I mean, I mean they, they always went together. But uh, I surely I sure appreciate you guys taking the time to do this. No My problem, pleasure. man. My pleasure. And uh, guys, that's going to do it for tonight. Thank you guys again, guys. That's been Mr. Dave Pops and Mr. Joe Wolf on the final score. I'll be safe. <laughs>